some tough names to see on the Buccaneers injury report that would certainly have an effect on their game Monday night. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this live Friday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JRCO underscore Bucks. He is David Harrison at DHarrison82, your host of Locked On Bucks, credentialed members of the media covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am the deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. David is a staff writer over at Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation site, BucksGameDay.com, covering the Buccaneers. We are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers, our every livers, and apparently Richard, who is driving through traffic, and poor just me in the chat, who is recovering mm. from the surgery. But we want to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show. This show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Yeah. What's up, Richard? What's up? What's up, just me? Hopefully, uh, not not too major of a minor surgery. David, Danny, everybody joining us in the live chat on this episode. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the Buccaneers finally getting a little bit of love from national outlets like Pro Football Focus, who are now the Buccaneers focus football focus and we're gonna start to break down the game coming up on monday this is kind of like a bonus episode because this isn't our final preview final preview will actually drop on monday morning uh as we get ready for monday night football so we're gonna, we're gonna do a little bit of number dive and talk about some interesting numbers that we found but first we do got to talk about some practice reports and some injury updates uh not participating in practice for the tampa bay buccaneers on friday rookies Servasier dennis and kalijah Kansi as pit panthers this year, man, Pitt Panthers just just cannot stay healthy in the National Football League. Uh, it's almost like yeah. the Auburn Tigers of, uh, what, about a decade ago, Cadillac. I think Ronnie Brown had some health injuries when he first came in. Yeah, it, it just it kind of comes and goes. Uh, but also good. limited on Friday, Carlton Davis III with that turf toe. Cody Malk with a back injury. Vita Vea with a pec injury, and that's a, that's a massive pec to have an injury on. Uh, and Devin White with a groin injury. And of course those soft tissue injuries are always a little concerning full participant safety, Ryan Neal, James, where we flip over to the Eagle side of things, look at the Buccaneer side of things. What stands out to you there? Uh, the biggest one that stands out to me, I, I guess it's oof. Uh, if I have to pick just one, it's going to be Devin white. And, and I say that very hesitantly because I put like Devin white, Vita Vea and Carlton Davis all together, but I, I got to leave some meat on the bone for, for you. But I, I talked with Evan and uh, I, I spoke with uh, Gino of locked on Eagles on the crossover episode that 
Devin White has to be that Minnesota Vikings version of Devin White that we saw in week one in order to help keep the Buccaneers in this game defensively. He's got to be that that Derek Brooks against Michael Vick spy kind of job. Both, I mean, and he and Levante can kind of tag team it a little bit, but they need to play that role to make sure that Jalen Hurts isn't running wild, uh, you know, creating opportunities with his legs, buying time, things like that. He's got to be able to keep an eye on Dallas Goddard, who has struggled a little bit throughout the beginning of the season, but the Buccaneers have struggled against tight ends and number one receivers. So you need Devin White at the tippy top of his game in this in this matchup, and a groin injury is going to hamper him pretty significantly. Um, so yeah, the the soft tissue kind of situation there really concerns me because that means that there's a real good chance that Devin is not running at full speed, not playing at 100%, and could really hurt the defense. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we, we've all talked about this, right? The best Devin is a fast Devin. And, you know, look, fast Devin's going to blow some coverages. He's going to overrun. He's going to underrun some things. But at the end of the day, you want Devin White playing at full speed. Uh, honestly, any coach will tell you, you want every player playing at full speed, no matter who they are. But Devin White is, is a whole other beast. Uh, on the Philadelphia Eagles side, not participating in practice on Friday, Terrell Edmonds, wide receiver Quez Watkins, which anytime Quez Watkins is not on the field against your defense, it's a good day. I know he's not the most known Eagles wide receiver, but trust me, you want that dude on the sideline as much as possible. Uh, of course, wishing him good health, but from a competitive standpoint, you want him on the sideline. Zach Cunningham was limited. Jordan Davis also limited. Boston Scott, Devontae Smith, Jack Stoll, Josh Sweat, all limited in practice on Friday. Kenneth Gainwell, Reed Blankenship, James Bradbury, and Fletcher Cox were all full participants. Of course, James Bradbury coming back from a concussion, so they'll have to see how he reacts to, to a full day of practice before they can fully clear him but james coming out of uh, the philadelphia eagles practice report on friday what there is most interesting to you and let's let's turn over to our buddy richard here who says that jalen hurts said he's not 100 healthy from his injury either yeah uh i would say off of this injury list and yeah it's going to be selfish and kind of mean of me to say this but the one that stands out is devonta smith you have a a burner wide receiver of his caliber, who has been the number one for the Eagles this year. We know A.J. Brown can be that dude. He just hasn't been so far this year. So Devontae Smith dealing with a hamstring and thigh injury. That can, and Bucks fans are well aware of how long that can linger, how quickly that can flare back up. One wrong step by Devontae Smith in this game, and all of a sudden he's out. And that makes the Buccaneers secondary job a whole heck of a lot easier, especially when they're not worrying about Quez Watkins as well. Now you have a singular focus of AJ Brown and of course the, uh, the tight end Dallas Goddard. But you know, if Devonta Smith aggravates that hamstring and ends up having to leave this game, that is a huge blow for the Eagles and a huge boost for the Buccaneers. Yeah, hundred percent. You know what else is a huge boost? Not for the Buccaneers, but for the Eagles. How about this? Let's talk about NFL scripting for a second, which the NFL is not scripted, but let's talk about this. The Philadelphia Eagles get the New England Patriots in week one. And yeah, it's on the road. Okay. And and yeah, the Patriots defense probably better than most people give them credit for. I got it. But roster to roster, Eagles are still head and shoulders above the Patriots. You know what I mean? That game shouldn't have been as close as it was. Then they give them a third day, Thursday nighter right out the gate. I mean, it's not the first Thursday nighter because they didn't win the Super Bowl, but it's the second Thursday nighter, which... If you're going to have your Thursday nighter, you'd rather have it earlier in the season when you can absorb that kind of punishment, that quick turnaround or easier, right? So they get that. And then 
after the Thursday nighter, they get a Monday night game on the East Coast. Come on. Come on. Like, at least hide it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't at least make that week one game like the Bills or something. I don't even know if the Bills are on their, their schedule, but come on. Just, you know what I mean? Just hide it a little bit. Look, injury reports, uh, you know, uh, this. Go ahead. I was just going to say the Bills kind of stink a little bit. So, I mean, that's really not a, I mean, a they're, huge. Yeah. Mm. But to, the, to the marquee, it looks better, right? It looks better. Okay. Anyway, All right. I'm just, I'm just, I'll I'm give just you saying. So hopefully the Buccaneers ruin the NFL's party and, and go off script here a little bit. But, you know, the thing about Friday injury reports in this situation, this is basically your Thursday injury report. So, again, you don't want to read mm-hmm. too, too much into it, but certainly some concerns there. And, you know, look, Cody Malk with that back injury, I mean, you know, back injuries are, are tough to get through. James, you've got one. I've got one. You, yours is worse than mine. So, I mean, you, we, we know that all too well. Um, so certainly more to look for as we get into the weekend even further. And then we'll talk about the final game status reports uh, coming up in our final preview episode on Monday. But right now we got to talk about something that is surprising and is happening in real time. That is PFF starting to show the Buccaneers some love. Trevor Sikama, we see you. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Whether you're going to take your kid to go see the Tampa Bay Lightning beat up the Columbus Blue Jackets, or you're mentally preparing for the fact that NSYNC is about to go on a reunion tour, it shouldn't be a chore, right? Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're about to have. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, the game time guarantee means that you are going to get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive at the venue. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account. Use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. Want to add even more value? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with $0 delivery fees on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. Dash Pass member right here because we use it all the time. With easy substitutions right in the app and best in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Locked On NFL, don't forget that's code Locked On NFL for fifty percent off your first order with DoorDash.
Thanks again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of the day every day. And every day is greatly appreciate you for coming through on a consistent basis like you do. And uh, we appreciate a little bit. Appreciate PFF for, for giving the Buccaneers a little bit of love here early in the season compared to all of the hate that uh, PFF was given to the Buccaneers during the offseason. Of course, seems to be a lot of that going around, a lot of backpedaling and a lot of a lot of uh, of, of trying to uh, revise history and, and edit Twitter timelines and, and all of these things. But the PFF, you know, they, they would have been better prepared if they listened to our show. I mean, to a certain extent. Yeah, absolutely. But PFF loves the Bucks now. That's why it's BFF love. Bucks, what would you say it is? Bucks football Bucks, focus. Bucks football focus. There you go. Bucks football focus. Again, shout out Trevor Sycamore. We see you. You're not going to admit it, but we know that you're you're turning the screws back behind the scenes. So far, through two weeks, and actually through two weeks plus a game, because this does count the Thursday night game uh, statistics. Baker Mayfield is number three in the National Football League, according to PFF and quarterback grade with an 80.3. That's on the green end. If you're familiar with PFF, they color code their grades as well. Be it Baker Mayfield firmly in the green, edging on the green to blue. Blue is like the highest color uh, on PFF scale. Tua Tungavailoa, the only quarterback in the NFL right now uh, in the blue. He's not a 90.9 grade. So Baker Mayfield about 10 points off from that grade. But Baker is also, and this is not PFF uh, opinion. This is just facts. But Baker is also 10th in completion percentage, 69.1. Nice point one. 13th in yards with 501. And remember, that 13th in yards is including what happened on Thursday night. So technically, he's got the opportunity to climb just this weekend. Ninth in yards per average is 7.4. Three TDs, no interceptions, only one turnover-worthy pass, which came very, very early in the Chicago Bears game. And look, if you're going to throw a turnover-worthy pass, we'd like it to come early in a game against a team that is so discombobulated, their defensive coordinator may or may not be going to jail, allegedly. Possibly. Allegedly, not a report. Don't sue me. I didn't say you're going to jail, but you might be going to jail, buddy. Um, Bucks receivers right now only have one drop, and Baker Mayfield's only been sacked one time. Those are some legit numbers. He's got a 105.1 QBR. 105.1. I'm not a huge QBR guy, but anybody who's got a 105.1 QBR, you're doing pretty good. That's seventh best in the NFL right now. James, on a scale of one to ten, five being this is exactly what you expect from Baker Mayfield. In the beginning of the season, one being this is way worse than you expected from Baker Mayfield to begin the season, and ten being this is beyond your wildest dreams of what Baker was going to do. Where do you put Baker's performance so far? Uh, seven and a half. I, I'm going to say seven and a half. Look, I expected Baker to perform well. I, I did. In in our everydayers, our every livers, they know that I started the you know driving the Baker train back in March talking about you know how he would be the right fit for this team. I did not expect him to get through the first two weeks without a turnover. I did not expect him to get through the first two weeks having only been sacked one time. And he's only been sacked one time when facing the seventh most blitzes of any quarterback in the National Football League. On top of that, he has seven passes that have gone for 20 yards or more on the season. So not only is he facing adversity, he's escaping trouble, he's protecting the football, he's making explosive plays down the field. Even the biggest Baker uh, uh, critics, the, the biggest mm -hmm. Baker skeptics have to admit that this is far better than they expected him to perform 
through two weeks of the season. Oh, by the way, they're still getting acclimated to the offense. We've seen growth from the first half to the second half in week one. We've seen growth throughout you know, game two compared to game one. So this is an offense that is going to continue to get better as Baker gets more comfortable, as Dave Canales gets more comfortable, and they start to figure out even more things through some of this trial and error that they've been going through. So, I mean, honestly, I'm surprised he's the third highest graded quarterback, but at the same time, you look at the NFL landscape right now and it makes complete sense. Yeah, no, I, I, 100%. So on my own scale, I got to put this thing in an 8.5. And, and I, I have to do that just because I have to be fair and I have to acknowledge that, James, when you first started making the case that Baker Mayfield should become the next quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I was not on board. In I my defense, I was not on board because I did not believe that Baker was a quarterback enough to take this team into the next phase of a successful era. I felt like it was basically just treading water. You're end up with a mid-round pick, and you know what I mean? You're, you're not going to be great, but you're not going to be terrible. And listen, let's keep let's keep a little bit of competition in, in, in focus here. The Minnesota Vikings, I said it all last season. I said it all last season. Their 13 wins was a fraud. Um, and so far, they're proving me right. The Chicago Bears are the Chicago Bears. So, you know, they haven't beaten the Philadelphia Eagles yet. They haven't beaten the San Francisco 49ers yet. But right, right. you cannot deny that this team, they're not just falling into wins. You know what I'm saying? Like the Minnesota Vikings aren't just shooting themselves in the foot. I did an episode about that following the Vikings game because all the Vikings fans wanted to say Minnesota lost that game. Tampa Bay didn't win that game. No, that's BS. Tampa Bay actually forced a lot of those turnovers. And even in the one they didn't force necessarily, the fumble, by Kirk Cousins that got knocked out by the offensive lineman. The effort following the fumble, absolutely atrocious by Minnesota. Tampa Bay's effort is what got them the ball there. So, again, Tampa Bay's come out and they've earned everything that they've had. They've taken everything they have. The interception at the end of the Bears game by Shaquille Barrett, absolute football IQ play, right? That's not – you don't luck into those things. That's a, that's a veteran player making a veteran play. And then, like you said, this offense is still getting comfortable with Baker, still getting comfortable with Dave Canales. Dave Canales has literally called plays in the NFL – Two more times than you and I have, James. That's yep. his level of experience. You and I have only called plays less than Dave Canales twice. Uh, that's that not a lot. Actual statement. That's not a lot. And actually, with my Madden experience, I might have been. Uh, I might have actually. If you count Madden play calling as like 0.25 of a real play call, I might actually beat Dave. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. So you count Madden as 0.25. <laughs> I might have called more plays than Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin combined. That's ridiculous. But for those, and I see it in the chat here, those those who say that Baker Mayfield could have been a comeback player of the year candidate, I think that's certainly a worthy conversation to start having if we continue to see this level of performance and improvement moving down the road. But James, uh, Baker Mayfield is not going to be the only person on the field. The Buccaneers offense is not going to be the only team on the field. Of course, the Eagles defense is going to be out there. Uh, so far, according to PFF, they've got the 11th best rush defense, second best rush defense, or 11th best defense, second best rush defense, 11th best pass rush, but they also rank 18th in tackling, 20th in coverage. Let me ask you this. Where in those rankings do you think the Buccaneers can take the most advantage of the Philadelphia Eagles defense? It, it's the 20th best pass coverage. There's no question about it. Mayfield completing nearly 70% of his passes. Mike Evans is the fourth leading receiver in the NFL. Godwin hasn't been utilized a ton, but he's been efficient when he was. Um, and then you 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 have the two of those guys that are going to be in positive matchups all game long. You add in 
the usage of Kate Otten, the threats that Devin Tompkins and Trey Palmer can provide, and the Buccaneers have the chance to exploit a, a pretty weak secondary and stay in a football game against a team that you know a lot of people were predicting were going to return to the Super Bowl. So that's that's the biggest one. For sure. And if you go back and check out the crossover episode, Gino is going to tell you the exact same thing. The Eagles secondary is going to keep the Bucks in this game. Absolutely. And I think that we're we're in for a close one, right? No matter how this thing turns out, I think this is going to be a close competitive game. And that's all you can ask for. Time for some numbers. You guys know every day is know that I love my numbers. We've got some good numbers for you to wrap up this episode coming up on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Price Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Numbers are David's favorite thing. And as much as he loves numbers, he loves beating Price Picks numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and the Sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Price picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. And they offer weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. And now Price Picks offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. This week, David is furious at Darren Waller, while I am taking Mike Evans to have more than 58 and a half receiving yards and Jalen Hurts to have less than 40 and a half rushing yards. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use promo code locked on NFL. Price picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Wrapping things up here on a live edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison doing some data diving. Let's give you guys a big old bunch of numbers thrown right in your ear holes to uh, consider over the weekend and heading in to Monday night. And let's start with the Buccaneers on the offensive side of the ball. The Buccaneers have been in 11 personnel the majority of the time this season, 55% of their plays have come out of 11 personnel, 12 personnel. You're at 32%, 13 personnel. You are at 10%. So David, what, what do you kind of make of the way Dave Canales is structuring his, his formations, his alignments as creative as he's been out of those alignments? You know, how do you feel about so much of it coming out of 11? I mean, I think again, you're only going to you're only going to see so much so far, right? We've got a lot more of this offense to see moving forward, and I think that's important to remember. But I think at the end of the day, what is happening is here is you're seeing an offensive coordinator who knows how to coordinate what his players do best and knows how to coordinate to hide what they don't do best very, very well. We had a comment earlier in the live talking about the quickness that Baker Mayfield is getting rid of the ball. Well, not only is he getting rid of the ball quickly, he's also making a lot of decisions very quickly because let's be honest, this offensive line this year, not a whole lot better than the one that we saw last year. There are better 
moments. I think they have better potential, right, as a, as a unit. But it's not like this offensive line is just blowing away last year's offensive line. So what are the differences? The differences are you have a quarterback that can escape. That's huge. But you also have a scheme that is allowing, planning for, and even just calling for quick throws, quick decisions, quick ability, and you're moving the pocket from time to time as well. Last year, the Buccaneers offense led by Byron Leftwich use 11 and 12 personnel almost exclusively basically nothing but 11 or 12 and this year you see they're all you're already using three different personnel packages in just two weeks and there's even more to come whether it's different personnel packages or different formations of the same personnel packages bottom line is byron left which very uncreative only using two all of last year's they use 11 personnel 72 percent of the time which is somewhat similar more than what dave canales is using right but again the difference is in that 11 personnel, we didn't move the pocket. You didn't see a lot of smart screen passes being used, and you don't have a quarterback that can move, Byron. So that's why that's a bad idea. You look at other teams across the league. You look at it, We talked about the Buffalo Bills a couple of times. The Buffalo Bills are using 12, per, 12 personnel about 70-plus percent of the time. Why? Because they have two stud tight ends, Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid, and a stud quarterback who can run with authority. Well, James, what do you have when you have two linebackers running through the middle of your defense and you've got linebackers trying to cover them. Usually, you end up with a little bit of space in the middle part of your defense. So when you got a big old uh, quarterback like Josh Allen who can take advantage of that, that's why you see that offense going that way. That's smart. You see this offense going this way because it's smart. It gives Baker Mayfield more weapons to get the ball out quicker, but they're also using designs to get him on the move or allow him to move to make those decisions when he needs to. Uh, I, I do have a quick question regarding a certain offense coordinator that you brought up throughout this uh, this number dive. Um, do you think Byron Leftwich checks in with Bruce Arians to see what plays he should call in Madden while he's sitting at home all season? I don't I don't know that Byron is answering Byron's calls. Uh, you mean that, Bruce? I don't know that Bruce is answering Byron's calls. So what uh, you're saying Byron is Byron him. is only using coach suggestions on Madden. Got it. Pro probably. If if he's winning, probably. Meanwhile, on the defensive side of the ball, the Bucks are using three, four, four alignments. So it's three down linemen, four linebackers, four defensive backs, uh, but are more diverse with three, three, five alignments, four, two, five alignments. But they're all within ten percent of each other. That's what's really interesting here. The three, four, four, the three, three, five, the four, two, five are all being used within a ten percent usage rate of each other, showing the diversity from Todd Bowles that you come to expect, and as expected, also from Todd Bowles' uh, defense. They're blitzing 35% of the time, which is fourth most in the NFL. So, James, Tobble's been here a little bit. The scheme has been here a little bit. So not a huge surprise here in these numbers. But what are you seeing in the in the Tobble's defense? So with, with the blitzing going up now, 35% is, is more than they were blitzing in 2022 by 3%, which a lot of you are going to think, oh, well, it's only 3%. That's really not a big deal. But let's let's just take a look at the Chicago game, right? The Chicago Bears offense ran 51 plays. So that's about one and a half blitzes more than they would have had against the Bears in 2022. And Tampa Bay held the ball for almost an entire quarter more. So if you now give a competent offense not run by an Ohio State quarterback and a Byron Leftwich-esque offensive coordinator. Now you're looking at those blitzes going up three to five more per game compared to last year. And it's not just that they're blitzing more. It's the way that they're blitzing. Bringing Antoine Winfield Jr. in from the edges. 
bringing in Zion McCollum, bringing in, you know, all the, the rotations that they have. We've seen Cam Gill get after the quarterback. We've seen Yaya Diaby get pressure. We've seen Joe Tryon Shoyinka have two very good games through the first two weeks of this season. Shaq Barrett's involved. Greg Gaines is involved. Of course, Vita Vey is involved. And two of the names that we expected to say a lot when it came to the blitzing, we have it. And that's Devin White and Levante David. So he still has a pair of aces in his back pocket to continue to bring the heat against these teams. So I love the adjustments by Todd Bowles early in the season compared to what we saw last year, utilizing all of these players in different ways to really keep the offense on their heels. Yeah, absolutely. And, and honestly, I think that the return of Shaquille Barrett is, is really a big part of this. I really think that that's allowing uh, Todd Bowles to try to manufacture a pass rush and not having to use, like you said, those aces, not having to use Devin White and Levante David. And I, get, I think against Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles, that's going to be big because yes. how does everybody counter an aggressive edge rushing defense? screens well if you've got fast aggressive linebackers sitting back waiting for those screens or waiting for those quarterback scrambles uh i think like uh like david said I, I, you can you can you can help counter that uh significantly i think tackling is going to be a big part of this it's not going to be enough for the scheme to put you in place you also have to execute uh and i think that the buccaneers certainly have the horses to be able to do it yep no doubt about it all right david that is going to do it for this episode special shout out to all of our every livers who have been very lively in the chat the final game preview is coming up on monday bold predictions predictive players i already gave my score prediction on the crossover episode um you all can be mad at me if you want to but yeah i gotta be honest i can't pick, pick the bucks every single week but we'll have david's score prediction coming up on monday but we want to thank you for making locked on bucks your first listener view every single day every day or make sure you are back on monday for that final preview before the buccaneers take on the philadelphia eagles in prime time on ronde night uh make sure you're checking out everything david is doing over at bucksgameday.com check out my work over at bucksnation.com follow everything on twitter at locked on bucks at jarco underscore bucks and at d harrison 82 Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked on Bucks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.